welcome to Base Camp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Welcome listeners. Before we get started, I'd like to remind you that if you would like to support the show, you can now do so at our donation page. Simply go to www.basecamppodcast.com and you'll see a support donation page. That's basecamp-podcast.com. From there, you can click and choose to either make a monthly donation that you're comfortable with or a one-time donation. All expressions of support and gratitude are deeply appreciated. Thank you, listeners. I first came across today's guest in a beautiful seven-minute video she made titled The Art of Going with the Flow, and it really resonated with me. Sometimes with wisdom teachings, we just need to be reminded that the essential truth is already inside of us. We are all doing our best to navigate these strange times we find ourselves in, and there's not agreement amongst us, and that is fine. As my guest today so eloquently states, chaos is a sign of growth and renewal. It means the old systems and energies that go with it are in decay, and this is how nature intends it to be. There's a lot of talk in spiritual circles about the chaos of ushering in the new paradigm, and I, for one, am optimistic, as is my guest today. There's a strong tendency amongst my inner circle to fight. We are actively engaged in protecting our constitutional rights from overreaching governors and health bureaucrats with an agenda. But my guest today reminded me in a gentle and powerful fashion that perhaps all of this chaos is a test. Not necessarily a test of our willingness to fight for our principles, although we are being tested that way as well, but a test of faith. Can we trust this whole process we are in? Can we trust one another in the divine to usher us into the new epoch? I, for one, can see where I can still strengthen my faith and trust that we are unfolding the truth in a beautiful and perfect way. Can we leave all the angst and fear and scarcity behind? What do you think? What parts of us are starting to emerge? This is the question that excites me and inspires me on a daily basis, and I am happy to have you along for the ride, my friends. Let's renew our faith in our emerging story and one another. Carrie Honey is a popular author of many translations of ancient texts. Her books include The Mind's Mirror, The Mythology of Sleep, Nothing Bad Happens in Life, and her latest book, The Common Archetypes of the Tarot. Here is my interview with Carrie Honey. Okay, I am here with Carrie Honey, author and thought leader, mystic Carrie Honey. Carrie, welcome to Base Camp for Men. It is great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. It's nice to meet you. All the way down in Mexico, you're down near uh, Playa del Carmen. I didn't know that. That's really cool. I mean, what, what's happening down there weather-wise? Well, we just had that hurricane go through. Mm-hmm. There's probably something else coming this weekend. So this is our sketchy season. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So you just you just hunker down during that? Or, or did you have to evacuate at all? Or you just kind of buttoned no, down? I mean, yeah. for a one, it was we had a one here. I know they got yeah. a, three, a three on the mainland, but... Yeah. Um, for for ones and twos, I think you can hunker down, but you kind of have to run for anything worse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, and I apologize because there's a thunderstorm rolling through. So if there's any thunder, <laughs> it'll it'll add it'll add to the effects, <laughs> the dramatic effects of the episode. I like it. So I and you, you and I, we both have an interest. Uh, it's obvious that you and I both have an interest in mysticism and the occult and ancient wisdom teachings. And I guess I just wanted to ask you, how did you first get interested? in this path in, in exploring, you know, truth in different, in different 
you know, uh, veins, different traditions. Where, where did it start? Were you really young when it started? Did you get started a little later? How, yeah. did it all, how did it all kick off for you? Well, you know, I mean, I, I kind of think of the hero's journey for everybody really starting mm-hmm. in, child, in childhood. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's, there's ways that we felt we didn't fit in and maybe we like went along with conformity and then later find our ways back to ourselves or whatever. But for me, yeah, it started in childhood and it really wasn't kind of a decision I made. Right, Um, right. (laughs) And it's still kind of, you know, an odd thing for me to talk about, but it's the truth. So um, when I was really young, I used to have uh, experiences before I would go to sleep, although I was very much awake, um, I'd have these experiences of leaving my body. Mm. And at the same time, I kind of, you know, was just born, let's say, knowing like the metaphorical language of dreams or, you know, understanding the non-literal things that are going on with dreams, how they become kind of symbolic and with their Mm -hmm. messages or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so since it was so unusual and it's not something I ever discussed when I was young, you know, I had spent my whole early life, you know, voraciously reading comparative religion, philosophy, anything I could to try to understand what on earth is going on. Right. And flash forward to, you know, 30 years later, I would walk into a neurologist's office. And the first thing he said was, do you have out-of-body experiences? That's crazy. <laughs> so, so I was yeah. like, okay, well, I got, I've got the diagnosis, but it didn't diminish, you know, what what was happening and through all of that exploration, obviously I, be, I began writing, you know, I began kind of my hero's journey, let's say, was just to understand, um, you know, this half of our lives, like what is this other textual experience we're having, yep. you know, through dreams or whatever. And so when I was first writing about it, obviously people still thought I was crazy, but you know, I ended up launching an app, one of the first apps, and it would hit the top 10 of iTunes and mm-hmm. people became more and more interested in their dreams. So it's, you know, I feel like if I would have just like not given credibility to all these weird experiences, I wouldn't be who I am today. Absolutely. Yeah. And you touched on something there where, you know, there's a common theme. There's a lot of common themes around a hero's journey for people, but one of them is, leaving the herd, leaving the tried and true, not conforming. Um, You're really brought out to your edges. I remember when I got interested in all this stuff, you know, I didn't really tell my friends and family much about it because I I was just really curious. It, It was providing me with, you know, pieces of the puzzle of what the heck's going on and why am I here? Uh, but I wasn't exactly out loud and proud, you know, studying mm-hmm. the occult or mysticism. I was sort of gathering, you know, uh, the pieces that made sense to me. It wouldn't be 20 years later before I really was talking about the hero's journey or really talking about Eastern religion or Gnosticism or any of the things that I talk about now, um, just because I was not sure of, you know, my place in it all, you know. And so I think right. as, as you get older, you get, you know, I'm in my in my 50s, uh, you get steeped. Your, your sovereignty grows, I think, as the wisdom grows. If you, if you stay true to your mission, I think there's a strength in both men and women that grow over time if you're true to yourself. And I think that's what that's how I've experienced it. Yeah. And, and also a kind of a lessening of the ego. I think when I was younger, maybe I was trying to be smart or something, but, uh, or, you know, I don't know what was underneath it, but, you know, now I realize I was just really trying to make sense of what was happening. 
in myself right. and in the world, you know? So, right. And that, yeah. that's why, that's why I think, you know, whatever it is that makes us different is like the, the first step in the hero's journey. Like mm-hmm. we, we join groups for ways that we're alike, but we learn more about ourselves when we discover what makes us different and yeah. what, wherever, you know, I mean, I, I believe each one of us is a unique variation of some life expression, mm-hmm. unlike anything around us. Right. So, right. You know, we, we have to kind of find our own truth and our own path. Absolutely. And, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, I saw that beautiful, when did you do that video, the, the art of going with the flow? How long ago did you put that out? I saw that recently. Probably three months ago or so. Oh, it, oh it's new. Yeah. It really yeah. beautifully done. It's a short video. I'm going to, I'm going to tell people at the end of the episode where they can find it. Um, um, but one of the things is, you know, it's such a beautiful expression of how nature is this this teacher and this ally for humanity and i guess i just wanted to give you a chance to touch on it a little bit is that is is getting out in nature still a part of your practice is it still a cornerstone oh absolutely yeah all, yeah all, all of if you if you see my website i mean yeah. everything is steeped in nature yeah. and you know we tend to think of ourselves as being human which make, makes us different from everything around us but we're right. not you know, we are composed of this exact elements, almost in the same quantities of all of all the other living things. Mm. And that's, you know, that's that's kind of part of my philosophy, too, is removing boundaries. Like mm. I don't I don't separate what I'm learning through the dreams from what I'm learning through experience. I don't separate you know, myself from what is going on nature wise around me. And I write a lot about how nature is a teacher. And what I mean by that is. If we can, you know, really respect the beingness that we see in a tree, it can become a teacher of patience or how we can fearlessly let go of our foliage of the past, knowing that there's a rebirth underway. You know, we can we can look at the weather and it can be a teacher of sometimes we get extreme in our reactions or behaviors and it seems like life will bring about the opposite energy to help balance us back into the flow, you know, uh, water can be a great teacher about moving and not clinging, not embroiling so that we go in circles. And, and even the sun is like, it rises and it sets up this chain reaction of abundance. It's just there. And that's really the beingness that I strive to achieve that I think really is our, our highest and best use here right now, just being who we are. That's great. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's it's. I was on a hike yesterday with my wife, and uh, <clears throat> you know, I was just marveling at in 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 the Gnostic tradition, uh, you know, that the fallen goddess Sophia becomes Gaia. You know, in in mm-hmm. that in that myth, and one of the things that she seeds is a race of people, the Anthropos, which is us, as her lovers, and and that they would have if open to it a deep appreciation of the beauty of the goddess and when you out, when you're out in nature it is jaw-droppingly beautiful if you have a have a, a way of appreciating it in your being mm-hmm. and i think that you know i i love thinking of it in those terms that that nature is the divine feminine and um and our ability to sort of um open our hearts and 
you know, appreciate the deep beauty and the deep interconnectedness of it all is part of our redemption is part of what elevates our, you know, it's, it's common now to say, elevate your frequency or vibration, but it really does. Mm-hmm. If you, if you live in that deep appreciation of everything that's going on in, and especially with nature and, and the goddess, uh, the, it's, you're doing your part, I guess I will mm-hmm. say. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, but I, I, I don't know that I would call nature feminine. Mm-hmm. That would just be my, my opinion mm-hmm. because like, you know, I, I see it more as like the yin and the yang, the, yep. uh, the, the force in the field and the electric and the magnetic and the wet and the dry and the hot and cold. And yeah. so nature is this, you know, movement of change. It's, it's this process of growth. I mean, yeah. it's been, you know, getting, it's been perfecting itself for, for billions of years. So I know mythologically, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, ways of, of describing it. But again, my philosophy is really to stay away from boundaries or even definitions, yeah. you know? Yeah. And yeah. So, so, so like, yeah, the first step in um, really like finding, finding tranquility and disturbance or going with the flow or however you want to call it, nature is just such a, it's such a great um, place to feel okay, you know, safe or nurtured. And, but I actually see it far, you know, I see it much deeper. I mean, I, I know we're sharing cells and, you know, new cells and atoms and Mm -hmm. even our breath, you know, you go out and you're part of the flow and that's what you probably saw in that video. You know, the tree breathes out carbon dioxide. We've taken the oxygen and the fact that we can't hold our breath is a reminder that we're in this flow state with this element that is, you know, keeping us alive, helping us thrive. Absolutely. Well, and you said something too, you wrote that, that where you are, where you are is much more important than where you're going. In other words, mm-hmm. it, it it's what you're being in the present moment instead of who you're becoming. And it's so counter, it runs so counter. It's a very Zen approach, but also very um, sensible approach and grounded approach um, because we tend to think there's this subtle thing of like, well, I'm going to be this, you know, in, mm-hmm. in, you know, or my five-year plan, you know, that the mind and the ego tend to want to say, yeah, things are good now, brush aside, wait until I write another book or wait until I do this creative project or whatever it is, or make more money. It doesn't matter what you're I'm going to be doing this. It's still so prevalent, even in spiritual communities and spiritual minds and souls. There's a tendency to think, you know, what's coming is really what I'm growing into is really the bomb, not what Mm -hmm. I am in the present (laughs) moment and how I'm being right. And so Uh I I just thought that was beautifully said and a, a beautiful reminder that who we are right now is plenty enough. Like we don't have to keep leaning in to the moment, right? Or, or leaning away from it. Because, le- yeah. I mean, when you think about the future, it's not real, isn't it? I mean, right. It's, no, it's not. So it's sort of like we live in a lot of assumptions and worries. And, mm. you know, the minute that we leave anywhere but this here now, you know. And so I feel like, I feel like in this moment, life is continuously unmasking us to ourselves mm. through what we experience. And we, li- we lose that texture and beauty the minute that our mind is now living either in the past or the future, obviously, you know, so um, it seems like, you know, those assumptions of, or this idea of where we're going can replace the truth of, of what, you know, what's unfolding for us. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, um, you know, I use the word authenticity a lot in my work 
And authenticity, you know, goes back to what I was saying that each of us is a unique variation of the line we carry forward. We're not even like our siblings. We are unique and, and we have to be that. We have to fearlessly, you know, allow that beingness. Now, how can you allow that? How can you really be present and share who you are if you're caught up in, you know, okay, well, next week I'll be 10 pounds lighter or, you know, what, whatever, whatever it is, that is the idea of, you know, where you're going. Right. It's sort of, it takes you away from that beauty of being who you are here. And so it seems like if we're living in the future, it's got to be about acceptance, you know, yeah. like we, with what we are, isn't good enough or whatever we're, you know, or if we're living in the past, we've got some, you know, hold to something that should have been released a long time ago. Mm-hmm. We're here now, you know, and so we have to kind of be, be with that That's unfolding. Great. That's great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and you really embody it. You really embody it in the way you speak and write. I just love it. Um, and you said, you know, that trusting the flow builds faith and that we have a habit of thinking there's resistance and difficulty. This was really beautifully said by you. And it's uh, it's a very clear insight. I, I'm seeing it right now because there's a lot of people you're down in Mexico. We're up here in the States. I'm, I'm in a blue state and there's a very, I, you know, I don't want to get into all the political stuff up here, yeah. but there's, there's really good people that are in their hearts, uh, that carry a lot of compassion for humanity and, and are, you know, kind of have soul missions. I mean, they're just really good humans and they're, they're elevating things, but there's also, there's this shadow that I just mentioned that you had said where, there's an assumption that this transition has to be difficult. We have to fight right now. Uh, and on some level, it might be true that there needs there's a battle over, are we going to be a free nation or are we going to live under the thumb of a lot of rules? Um, are we sliding towards, say, communism? Um, and so there's a lot of concern right now. Um, but I also see the pattern that you're talking about that how do we transcend? How do we build something new? Uh, without, I mean, change change always comes. Change always comes in the in in an in a shape that looks like chaos. It's mm-hmm. chaos, chaos mm-hmm. order, chaos order, chaos mm-hmm. order. So so, and we're always going to change. Nothing's going to ever stay the same. We see that's that's where nature offers its biggest lesson. Everything changes, and so we carry we we try to zoom into this little snapshot of time. And whoever happens to be wearing the king's hat or, you know, they're to blame. And, and yeah. no, these, these changes are just this natural evolution where, where what's deficient gets filled, you know, or what's lacking, you know, let's say, or, mm-hmm. or people, people that think they know it all maybe get reduced back down to what is, you know, and, and that's kind of how I would describe difficulty, the idea yeah. of the resistance or the difficulty that we face. It's a tug of war that we have with what is. Mm-hmm. How that may sound like a real simple statement, but there's like a lot of, you know, uh, truth in it. You know, what is, is, and we meet what is, and we, you know, work with it because sometimes it's smarter than what we would have, you know, orchestrated for ourselves. Like the way the environment might've been out of control in climate change or whatever. And so we don't know. So we yeah. just have to, you know, take, take in stride. And, and this is where, I think I mentioned before, I'm not political because I don't like to judge. I wouldn't judge somebody's opinion in thinking that 
you know, our rules, our, our rights are being taken away. When I wouldn't judge the person that's like, why can't everyone just get the vaccine so the COVID right. would go away? Everybody's got their opinion and it's Absolutely. beautiful, yep. you know, and, and together we'll figure this all out. And, yeah. and so that resistance is, again, living in some reality that is this perfect world, you know, and somewhere in, in all of this chaos is the emergence of, of a new way. You know, yeah. maybe maybe we're actually more friendly toward each other than we were before the virus hit. You know, it's really right. getting tense out there. And I know, uh, you know, I know. I think that's a lot, there's a lot of wisdom in that, in that, I mean, I've said it a couple of times on other episodes that we have to allow each other where we're at right now, because there's, mm -hmm. you know, there, there's some camps that feel strongly about the other camp. And I just think what you said earlier about <clears throat> how do we dissolve these boundaries? How do we not get siloed into a particular position necessarily, even if mm -hmm. it's our truth that, well, I feel e about X, this is how I feel, but it's not kill the other side off. Like, right. And if you, could, you know, yeah. If you could like go up and like look at this this thing over a twenty year period, let's say, and mm -hmm. not be right here in two thousand twenty one drilling in, you yep. know, you'd see like, oh, it always works out. I mean, that's what I said is for billions of years, life has been creating something better. So why would it all of a sudden decide decide to doom us to punishment? You know, that's mm -hmm. where you know we, you know, that's where I think nature, life, whatever you want to call it can teach us so much about faith and just like trusting, like I said, that we've never seen change or we've never seen a world without chaos. It's part yeah. of what, you know, what created this earth. It's part of what is constantly driving, you know, balance, you know, yeah. out of a thunder, out of that hurricane that just came through. That's really just a spinning bit of chaos so that rain can be where it needs to be. And, you know, so it's kind of like we, we sometimes misjudge a path, that might be leading us to renewal because mm -hmm. we're, you know, we're clinging so hard to the past or our idea how everything should be. And we create our own struggle. Mm -hmm. So when we believe in resistance, we are the ones that are giving it credibility, right? you know, to let it go. The resistance dissipates, you know, because it's our thing. Yep. So, yep. you know. Yeah, it's, it's really accelerated right now. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of chaos and different things. It's really testing our faith, but it's also uh, strengthening our faith right now mm -hmm. because we're having to find the resources to say, you know, people don't want to just throw in the towel and say, it's all going to hell. It's getting worse and worse. I mean, that's just like most people I know don't want to do that. It doesn't matter where they're at mm -hmm. on the political spectrum. Most people are like, no, no, we got to, we have to figure this out yeah. somehow. And it's, I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. again, if you go back up and look over a 25 year spectrum, who would have known that when all the bricks and mortars of stores were failing so that everybody moved into this online world, who would have known that that would have been become so important for us now? Like what right. if we wouldn't have had all that? What if somebody would have stood up and said, bricks and mortars shouldn't change and we still need to go out in shops to protect, you know, the older guys that don't know technology or we right. could have had all kinds of ideas. And I have complete faith that everything's unfolding exactly as it needs to it's never uh, nature, life, whatever you want to call it. It's mm -hmm. never let us, it hasn't let us down so far, mm -hmm. you know, and it, wherever we're going is going to be, you know, like, so I, I kind of think of like, you think faith is, is some kind of hope, like, okay, we'll just stay hopeful. Well, it's not. Mm -hmm. Faith is trust. It's learning how to trust. It's yep. letting go. And that's why I, one of my favorite words is embroiling. Because it's just such a delicious, beauty word. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. That describes the, you know, 
if somebody's feeling like really stressed out and sick and whatever's going on for them, okay, we'll stop embroiling. Well, what does that mean, embroil? That means that you've like taken whatever it is and you've like given it all kinds of judgment and you've got some ideas the way it should be. And you didn't, you start pulling at the tapestry as if you can change it and you create like a lot of wasted energy because it's not really productive and you're embroiling. So the opposite of embroiling is not embroiling yeah. and, go, and going with the flow, yeah. you know, just like, a, you know, and I think if we, if more of us could be like that, we could hear each other and we could understand the fears that are at the base of the ones that think everybody should wear masks or the ones yeah. that think everybody should have freedom or, you know, we've got to listen to each other and not, mm-hmm. you know, not judge. And certainly, like you said, that, you know, our survival is going to really depend on us becoming, um, I mean, we we were designed to be problem solvers of, yeah. of everything out there. That's really what makes us unique. Yeah. Well, we've got a problem and we're going to have to solve it. Yep. That's great. Yeah. Beautifully said. You know, I, I saw that you had wrote uh, that we tend to celebrate our successes and scapegoat our failures. I love this. Um, in some of my work with the men in my men's groups and workshops and stuff, um, when we talk about failure, I like to tease out any sort of shame around failure. So I'll, I'll have, I have an exercise where I'll say, you know, write down your three biggest failures, you know, and so, and, and then what you learned from them. So it's like to flip it. So it's not just like I, I, my marriage failed, my first marriage failed or whatever, but it's like, write down everything you learned. And it's really great. Cause, cause I work with men. So mm-hmm. um, the, the men will be like, you know, I didn't realize I learned so much about myself and the world when my business failed. You know what I mean? And it's like mm-hmm. you can you can hear the lightening up and the letting go of any shame or or anything like that in it. And uh, and we're we're a species that learns by failing, basically. Exactly. So it's like it's like we we have this tendency in the United States. You know, we're so uh, you know success focus that you don't even want to, we're kind of taught to like, don't ever talk about your failures in a way, because then people will think you're a failure or you'll be Mm -hmm. less than this kind of, you know, successful man or successful woman. But in fact, owning, and like you said, being authentic about Mm -hmm. your failures and what you learned actually gives people permission to share what they've learned from their failures. Like it's like, it's like this got this, uh, you know, this collective learning in it. If we're willing to be honest about where we've, um, failed at something that we were striving for and just be, just be clear about this is what I've learned. Right. Right. And not only that, there's a lot of highly successful people that aren't happy, you Mm -hmm. know, that they, they get whatever it was they were out to get and they, they are become drug addicts or, you know, their life goes to shambles or whatever it is. So the authenticity part, you know, the being real in the moment. Yes. Like it feels like I'm failing, but you know what, it's really, you know, what would success be without a few failures along the way? Like these little pieces of life is what gives it like, you know, the dimension and texture. And so that when we do arrive at our success, we're real with it, you know? And like you said, failure, you know, it's kind of a misunderstanding. It's like, it's the idea that, Nobody, anything is, you know, even, even nature, if you look at how it's developed, that when oxygen first came into the environment, it was deadly, you know, and, and, and we could say, oh, nature was making a mistake by introducing oxygen, you know, or so there are, no, I don't know, I know sometimes I might sound like, you know, mamby pamby patsy, whatever the word is, like two rose colored glasses, but, you know, 
I, my first th- response would be that we don't really fail. We just learn and get stronger, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Carrie, thanks so much for coming on Basecamp. I wanted to ask you if you had any uh, creative projects you'd like our listeners to know about. Where do they find your books? You just wrote a, uh, was it, is is the Common Archetypes of the Tarot, is that your, that's your latest one? Uh, or is no. that just the one, I, that's the latest that's one I've one. got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. My books, my books are all on Amazon. So yep. I write a lot. I write a lot about dreams and I write a lot about the archetypes, which are in tarot or astrology or, you know, mm-hmm. I did a book on, you know, the more ancient version of astrology. Mm-hmm. I'm actually um, releasing a video. I, I release a video about every month. And so the new one's really about how the virus uh, really aided our evolution. Mm-hmm. You know, now that we're, now that we're so, you know, studying it, we're seeing, you know, that the, the placenta was actually had, had a viral origin. And so, um, and then, you know, my website, Cafe a Soul, Mm-hmm. Uh, which you'll probably put a link in or something, but I definitely will. Yep. Um, yeah. So it's got, it's kind of a, a place where you, there's a dream dictionary. There's, mm-hmm. you know, different, different oracles that you can use to, to sort of have a conversation with yourself because I've, I've, I've kind of, it's become my uh, repository, let's say of all of the symbol, you know, exploration and archetypes. And so, so it's kind of a cool site to like begin um, exploring more objectively kind of some of the some of the dreams or situations that you face or or whatever and you know i have i have apps and but, but you know so, oh and one other thing is i do a lot of one-on-one coaching mm-hmm. with people but i've also created uh, nature is a guru which is an online course and it's only about an hour and a half but it's really you know, goes more deeply into nature and its inspiration and uh, really help. It, it has a worksheet that allows you to understand your your life path, your hero's journey. Um, and so that, that, that can be found on the website too, but at least it allows somebody to kind of privately work with their own, you know, to ask questions along the way to help you kind of, like you said, when you're working with people, what was your, you know, failure and what'd you learn from it? Or, you know, so yeah. it helps you organize, you know, your life into your life path. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Carrie. It was, you were a great guest. It was really wonderful to talk to you and get your insights and wisdom. Thanks for coming on. Uh, and uh, good luck down there in Mexico and with everything and all your work. So thank you so much. Thank you. And it was really nice meeting you. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed our time with Carrie as much as I did. To find her and all her great resources, go to www.cafeosoul.com. That's spelled C-A-F-E-A-U-S-O-U-L dot com. If you find value in our show and wish to show us some love, we are now making that very easy to do. You simply go to www.basecampformen.com and click on Donate Support Basecamp. You'll find an easy way to make either monthly donations for as little as $5 a month, or you can donate just once. We love the monthly donation and hope to build this up over the coming months, but any show of support is greatly appreciated, honestly. Thank you for your support and for helping to keep Basecamp as a resource on your hero's journey. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. Men, good luck in all your endeavors and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac, and you're listening to Basecamp for Men.